Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Columbus. I am Daniel Ortiz, and I'm excited again one more time, another time, another place uh, to get together with you weekly to get into God's word and to get into God's purpose for our lives, to create an atmosphere for us to grow spiritually in a maturity and a oneness with Jesus. I'm excited, I'm delighted that you get to tune in every week. Uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being a part of this community. You know, the wave is a community that's online. You know, I just felt this morning, I, first of all, I'm just burning this, I'm burning this morning. And I'm trying to contain myself because I'm just burning inside my heart. Um, because I just feel the burden of heaven. I really do right now that we do not lose sight of the times that we're living in and that we don't squander the opportunity that God has allowed us to have in this day. And today, in 2021, January 25th, 2021, that we embrace the opportunity that God has given us for what I'm calling sustainable oneness. That's the language that I'm using. That's the language I'm giving heaven. For sustainable oneness to heaven, that you will be one as the Father and Jesus are one, that you may be one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let, let this opportunity that God has allowed you to have, and what do I mean by opportunity, you can see all around you. You can see what's happening, but I believe everything that's happening is God pushing us into a place of oneness. Apart from gatherings, we haven't been able to gather. You know, the, the, the wave is just community of revival, a community of awakening. I was talking to our leadership last week and I was like, we can't, we're not going to stop. You know, I'm not going to sound like the old guy here, but in doing this almost 30, 30 years, you know, three years from now, will be 30 years in doing this. And I still feel like I'm that kid in 1994 where God put a burning in his heart to see his people grow in maturity and burn with passion, with fire to know Jesus, that Jesus will be the obsession. Yes, an obsession of the heart of the believer. And that fire is still burning today. It hasn't left, it hasn't been quenched, it's burning even deeper. And I know we haven't gathered together, and I know some of you are listening to this from other countries, some of you listen to this from other cities. I hear from you from all over, and we really do. Um, and one of the things I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna pause right there for a second. I do, I, 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 I'm not good at, and we the wave, I say we, the leadership is not good at marketing or promoting ourselves, and collecting money. We just do a horrible job at it, you know? Um, but I, I, I do want to say, listen, if this is blessing your, your life, if this weekly is blessing your heart, I'm not even telling you to tell other people like, you know, find 10 people. No, family members, sisters and brothers and uncles and nieces and aunts, you know, tell them, listen, tune into this podcast, tune into this, you know, place that I believe that we've been integral with God's word. We've been integral with the mandate of God for revival and awakening, 
we have not let it go and we have not submitted to the pressures of society to become, you know, a church to become, you know, established thing of, of American Christianity. You know, we fight against, uh, of trying to be popular and trying to be famous and trying to say the right things. No, we just want to burn and we want to have an army with us to burn with us so that we can grow and learn from them and burn together. And I believe that we've been integral with that. We've been integral with raising our families and being fathers and husbands to one wife. We've been integral. And so if you want to find a place of integrity that's just going to help you grow, the wave community, the great family is, is one that you can join. You can have people join. And, and we are looking for a building. We don't have a building right now. Pray for the leadership that we find the right building in the right timing. I don't even want one right now. It's not gathering season, right? It's a season to keep on plugging in and growing again in sustainable oneness. And But I do want to encourage you that if you haven't joined our social media, we don't use it much, but to encourage people with scriptures and to, you know, and, and that's what we do. We don't promote our podcast in it. We don't, only when the Lord gives us specific, you know, specific mandates and specific words that we think other people need to hear. But, you know, you can find us at our, at our website, thewavecolumbus.com. You can find us in Facebook, The Wave Ministries. You can find us in Instagram, The Wave Columbus. And uh, always, we look, always encourage you that if you have nowhere to give, give, give to the ministry, give to The Wave, find online. You can give, you can get a hold of me specifically. Um, you know, I've told some of you guys my, our email, daniel at thewavecolumbus.com. Get a hold of us, say, hey, we want to give. Um, so I just wanted to give that in because I know our leadership you know, they, they want me to do it more. It's just something that I'm not good at. Because uh, I just want the presence of God. And I know that seems like, oh, we all, do. no, listen, I want the presence of God and I want you to live in the presence of God. And I want you to grow and hunger and thirst after righteousness and hunger and thirst after Jesus like never before and be Jesus centric in everything that you do and don't get caught up even with religion listen to me pastors I know pastors and leaders listen to this pastor and leaders listen to what I'm telling you don't get caught up with the lie of the enemy that you have that being busy for God is the same as being one with him let me say that again being busy for God being busy being that worship leader, trying to get that album because Maverick City, you know, I think, I mean, I'm just being honest. Can I be honest and raw? Maverick City, so I got it. We all got to get in the circle and get the praise and worship. And listen, all of the gathering is good. But my question is, are you burning in the interior of your inner man? Do you wake up with a burning fire and a passion? to know Jesus more that day than you knew, knew him the day before. And if you don't, it, it's okay because Jesus has made the way for you to run into his arms at any time. He defeated sin. He defeated the grave so that you at any time could be awakened to the realization that you are a child of God and that he wants you to run into his arms and sit in his lap. And he left such a great example. Jesus left such a great example on the earth of being one with the Father. And my prayer is that you're burning with that. And if you're not, then say, God, I'm not. 
And I need you now more than I ever needed you before. And my families need you and my kids need you. And I don't know, I have this burden for children right now. I do, I have this burden for kids that are getting so distracted, you know, because their parents have been distracted, they distracted, social media distracts us. And we are, are filling this temple world with temporal things. And the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is just beating us down. And so pray for this generation. Pray for our kids. Brave that they get awakened with fire. And not because we seem pretty. And not because they meet us. And not because they meet our messages. And not because they hear our podcast. And not because they see our Sunday morning service. And not because they come to our gatherings. But because they have an encounter with Jesus himself. Our generation needs an encounter with Jesus. Pastor, preacher, listen to me. They don't need an encounter with your words. Yes, God is going to use you. And yes, God is going to. God is going to do great things to you. But listen, miracles and signs and wonders are not the thing. Your pretty singing is not what's going to sustain them in the hour of trouble. It's that they know Jesus. is that they know a living Savior and that they burn with fire. The same fire that John said, one comes after me that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire for this generation. And I just believe we just getting beat up. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you got it. But I believe the enemy speeding us up, lying to doing things for God. Instead of the number one aim is I want to burn. I want to be one with him. We don't want additive Christianity. We want sustainable oneness. And in order to do that, we have to seek the face of God. We cannot skip the process of spending time in the presence of the Lord. Life has a way of throwing things away. And the enemy uses those things to distract us. And why is the enemy spending all his time distracting you? Because he knows once you get the glimpse of Christ in you, the hope of glory is a wrap. Because all you have to do is be. All you have to do is take that presence everywhere you go. All you have to do is just walk and talk with God. And he walked with me and he talked with me. And he said that I was his own. I just want to be the friend of the Savior that saved the world. Oh, man. None of this I was going to talk about, but it's just burning in me. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's burning as I was reading, and maybe you can go to Scripture with me. The Lord said this to me. He said, the unsubmitted will is the fuel to continue this connection to oneness. The unsubmitted will. When we don't unsubmit, we, we don't submit the will of our will, who we think we are, who we think we should be, submit that unto God. He told me this about, I was reading Matthew 26, 38 to 44. I don't know how much I'm going to get through this. We'll probably pick it up next week. But if you're there, Matthew 26, 38 to 44, and this, this thing just wrecking me. 
seeing Jesus in this light is wrecking me because he's our prime example. You want to know how to be one with the Father? See Jesus' life. Jesus is constantly showing us. I believe this is one of the greatest prayers that is recorded in scripture. It's right here. What we're seeing right here in Matthew 26, 38 is one of the greatest prayers because it's not only done once, it's not only done twice, three times Jesus has the same prayer. And this is God in the flesh. And if it's important for him to spend time in this type of prayer, I believe as God calls us into our inner closets, as God calls us into our inner sanctuary, as God calls us into the inner place of the innermost beings of who we are, this is the prayer. I don't believe there's any other prayer. Revival can't happen. Awakening can happen. Sustainable oneness can happen unless this prayer is the prayer that marks your heart. So it says, and then he said to them, Jesus said to his disciples, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. And so, so to set up the, the, the scene here, Jesus brought his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, the garden. And he's calling his disciples. He, he knows he's about to be betrayed. He knows that the hour is coming where he has to die. The weight of the world. I mean, Jesus, the weight of the world is on him. I mean, he's moving. He, he's wanting peace. Think about this. He's wanting peace in the place of chaos. I don't know if some of you can, can relate to Jesus. He's wanting peace in the place of chaos. He knows all hell is going to break loose, meaning hell is going to come after him. Like he's got it. He's, 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 he's having these feelings within him, his heart. He knows what hangs in the balance is God's glory of grace and salvation for the world. He knows he's wrestling. He knows revival, true revival. Grace is going to be released. Salvation, the success of the mission of Jesus is hanging in the balance. He said, I came to earth. Earth is dependent on me. And in this time of sorrow, and, and grappling with his feelings, he gets into this place of reverence with God, into communicating with God. He knows he's, he's, obligated, he's obligated to fulfill the mission. He's obligated to see grace and salvation be fulfilled. But there's a struggle. I don't know if you ever been in prayer, and in that prayer, there's a struggle, there's a fight between you and God. And you know that God is asking more of you, but there's just a pulling to not want it, to let it go. And you're like, I don't, I know there's more. I know God is requiring more, but my flesh is weak in the moment. And I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let my flesh go. I don't want to let my flesh go. I don't want to let my flesh go. I don't want to let, I'm just fighting. I want to keep the things that make me feel comfortable. This thing makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to, I don't want to submit anything. I want to keep some things for me. I want to feel like I'm in control. I want to feel like I'm empowered. And then yet Jesus is wrestling with these feelings. 
and we see his humanity in place like never before. We see it on display like never before. We see this, this, this grappling with self. And it's just an encouraging to me because I know these conversations I have with God about me. And I don't know if you have these conversations where you just, there's a pull, there's a pull. It's not as easy as people say. Oh yeah, it's easy to go and sing some songs and get together and clap their hands and do the show. Not easy to give up some things that you know he's asking you. It's not easy to give up Sunday morning church service. I'm gonna say that again. It's not easy to give up the gathering. God, we gotta continue to gather. Momentum. We gotta continue this momentum. We gotta continue this thing to feel good. People are coming to Christ. I'm becoming the main attraction. We don't want to be real like that. It's the truth. You feel good about yourself. People are coming. People are calling me. I, I got the answer. People are calling me. I'm the I'm the, the chief discipler. You know, I got a whole bunch of girls and a whole bunch of guys. They come into my house and I got a whole bunch of people calling me and I got to keep that going. And God's like, no, 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 no. There's more that I want to take out of you. There's more that I'm requiring you because it really... All those are byproducts of knowing me and I'm me knowing you and the depths that I want to take you in. But there's some more surrender. And, 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 and we silence the voice of, that's asking us to surrender because we work past that voice. You know what I mean? We, 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 we move past that voice because we, we're working through and, and, and we're getting busy. And so that, that voice gets dimmer and dimmer and there's more to surrender, there's more to surrender. And it's getting dimmer because, oh, we're doing this for Christ. I'm busy, I'm busy. I can't get wait, I can't wait to get back. And, and, and revival is being, and the fire that you know you once had is being replaced by what? Is being replaced by doing. That fire is being replaced by activity. And the activity is fun, but it's only fun for a while because after we lose sight of the activity and after everything is done, we, we sit at, and we lay our heads to the pillow and we know God is saying, but there's more, but there's more. And, and so here, Jesus, let's go back. Jesus said, my soul is very sorrowful. There's this, this dealing with his feelings and this dealing even to death. And he tells his disciples, remain here, watch with me. This is what he says, remain here, keep your eyes open and going a little further, meaning the disciples are not ready to go where he's going. And sometimes we gotta be honest with ourselves. I, I, Jesus, I know where you're taking me, but I'm not ready to go where you're going. I'm still dealing with some things. And Jesus is like, Guys, I can stay with you here, but I got to go further because there's some things that God is requiring. And sometimes there's some things that God is requiring out of you that he's not requiring out of your audience. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes God is requiring something out of you that he's not requiring out of your audience. He's not requiring out of even your spouse. He's not requiring out of the people around you. He's asking you, can you come further? Can you come deeper? Because there's more I need to show you. There's another level I need to take you. And here Jesus says, going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed. Now, now Jesus has taught us 
that he spends most of his time in prayer. We know, starting in Mark 1, uh, uh, 35, we know that Jesus spends his time prayer in John 8. We know that Jesus is Luke 14. We know that Jesus spends his time praying, but this day was different. This day, I believe this, this is the greatest prayer that Jesus can ever, I believe is here for wisdom. He said, my father, never forget that he's Abba. Never forget, remember he teases this in, in Matthew 6. You start every prayer recognizing who the father is so that it can sustain who you are as a son. See, when you recognize his who he is, it places you in your proper position. So he says, my father, I'm your son. You're the father. If it, if it, is, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Let this, what cup? There was a cup that the mission of Jesus required him to drink. There was a cup of death there was a cup of being nailed to the cross. There was a cup of giving up his earthly right to, to the greater good of grace and salvation coming to the earth. To, to the firstborn of many brethren, Jesus understood the cup I must drink, the weight of that cup I'm feeling right now. And the weight of other sons and daughters of God are hanging on my hands and my decision I make right now. He said, nevertheless, this cup, I know it's here. It, can it pass from me? But he says something powerful. And this is, I'm saying all this to say, to say this prayer. Not as I will, but as you will. Not as I will. My will says different. What I want to do is different from the cup that you have me drink. And there's a battle between my feelings and between my destiny. I don't know if you ever been in that place where there was a battle between your feelings and your destiny. You know that your destiny required some submission. You not that your destiny required to lose some friends, to lose popularity to lose social media to lose the to lose american christianity but the feeling that you wanted that that i'm wrestling in this thing and jesus is wrestling with destiny and his feelings are coming to a halt and he's saying this seemed very heavy but I understand that unsubmitted will is the fuel to disconnection with you. Unsubmitted will keeps me disconnected and I wanna be connected. So even though my feelings is contrary to my purpose right now, the only prayer I have is not as I will. The very one thing that you're giving me as a precious gift, which is the will of humanity, which which he's like God, God's like, and, 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 and when he creates man in, in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, when he breathes Ruach, life into man, he says, I'm going to create man with this will where he can do whatever he wants to. But if he wants the more, he has to submit it to me. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know who I'm talking. I don't know when you're listening to this in your car, at your work, 
But today God is asking for your will. God is asking for the way you think you should do things. God is saying, can you submit? Because your destiny, your purpose is fighting against your feeling. I know you don't feel like it. But I'm asking, can you put into faith the prayer, not as I will, but as you will. Now, it's okay if this would have been one-time prayer with Jesus. But no, 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 no. The, the fighting, see, that's why we need the inner closet. Family, listen to me. I feel, I feel such a weight of heaven on this talk that I'm giving you today. It's not a one-time thing. Don't, don't you think that, that your flesh is going to continue to fight you? You live with it every day. Don't you think that distractions are going to come? The enemy is going to come still with distraction. The distraction can be a loss of a son, a daughter. You can be lost a parent through our COVID, lost a friend, politics, whatever it is. Maybe a loss of a job. I was with somebody last week, and they're like, I lost my job. And I looked at him in his eyes. And I said, this could be the greatest thing that God could ever do. And he didn't understand it. He said, what are you talking about, Danny? I just lost my job. I lost my, I just buried my dad and I lost my job. And I said, I know you lost your job. But what the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for his good. And maybe you're not seeing it through your right eyes. Maybe, maybe God is saying, I'm allowing this to happen. Because I, I just want oneness. I'm drawing you closer. And maybe your job was a distraction. And maybe I got a better one for you. But the better one for you is going to help you draw you closer to me. And, and, and I just feel like God, God is asking of us, can, can you? I give up my will to him. That means can he rule our lives? Can he become the Lord? Can he become the governor? Can he become the one that sustains us? Can I really, really say I don't live for me. I live for heaven. I, I can say this about the way, if anything that we've done is that we don't live for ourselves. We gather in a group of people. We gather in a community that's saying, it's not my will. Not what I think I feel right. Not what I, your will. Not what everyone's telling us. Not with a group of friends. Jesus like, listen, guys, I got to let you. I got to go further. And God is asking some of us this today, whenever you listen, the morning, night, well, I don't know when you listen, God is saying, can you go further with me? There's more things that I'm requiring out of you because your purpose of oneness with me is calling it out. And the word says, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And so that's how, how come I know that they were not ready for it. Because in time of the fight, they're sleeping. What I mean the flight? I'm talking about fighting with other people. No, fighting of the flesh. Don't sleep on the fight of your flesh. Don't let the enemy lullaby you to sleep when you're supposed to be saying no to your flesh. See, because we could sleep through the ride and sleep through the decay of our own spiritual level and our own spiritual life. And we could sleep in that because the enemy, would, it loves to lullaby with distractions. You know what, you know what the sound of heaven is? It's distractions. I mean, of the enemy is, is distractions. Man, he plays that violin of distractions and we get so caught up and so busy. And I mean, distractions doesn't have to be a bad thing happening to you. Distraction could be that you think you're busy for God, but really you're sleeping spiritually. And God wants to awaken us, the church of the world, not the church of America, the church of the world. He's saying awakening, 
There's an awakening happening. The pandemic is a sign that God wants to awaken. What do I mean by that? That God allowed this pandemic to happen. Why? Because he's, he's saying, be still and know that I am God. There's a stillness that God is asking for. So Jesus goes to his disciples, they're sleeping. And he said to Peter, so you could not watch with me one hour. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Now, this is important. He said, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Watch and pray. He knew that he was fighting the temptation of the flesh. And he's trying to teach his disciples. There's going to come into a place that if you don't keep your eyes open and your eyes praying, that temptation of the flesh is going to overtake you. And the answer in combating the distraction of the temptation of the flesh is what? It's seeing and praying. Seeing and praying are the answer to temptation. So he's saying, watch with me, pray with me. And he says this, I don't know if you ever feel this way. I feel this way a lot. And maybe it's just because of my fallen condition. But he says, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I don't know if you find yourself. I love that I serve a Jesus, that, that the word says that was tempted, that he knew exactly what I'm going to. But this is one of the prayers that I'm going, man, you get me, Jesus. Thank you for saying this because I feel like this a lot of times. My spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. And listen to what the word says. And again, for the second time, he went away and pray. So he's like, I'm coming to give you a boost so that you can awaken from your sleep. And he's like, I need your spiritual eyes to be open and I need your communication to God to be on point. Let me, let me, let me say that to somebody. I need your eyes spiritually to be open, awake from your sleep, awake from your slumber. And I need your spiritual connection, prayer, intimacy with the father to be the number one thing that's on that's on your mind right now and he said the second time he went away and prayed listen to him the first time he's thinking about the cup the second time he said my father if this cannot pass unless i drink it your will be done he said the first time he's fighting his flesh because he's seen the cup the second time he's fighting his flesh because he's like, I got, I don't only got to see what I got to do, but I actually got to partake in what I got to do. I'm going to have to drink this thing. And I need all of heaven to back me up, to help me say no to my flesh and submit my will to God so that I not only not see my destiny, but I partake in my destiny. Come on. You got to continue to come into the well of God because it's in the well that you destroy the will. It is in the well that you destroy the will. It is in the well that you destroy the will. The will of what? The will of your flesh? So Jesus kept on going back to the well. The well of oneness with the Father. And he's like, listen, the first time I see the cup, and that's overwhelming. I'm fighting my flesh because it's the cup I've seen. The second time he's saying, man, now I got to drink this thing. And it's overwhelming me even more because I know I got to partake. And again... Listen to this, the word again and again and again and again and again keeps on appearing here. Why? Because the, the, the enemy is not stopping from putting you to sleep. 
He is relentless at distractions that lullaby you to sleep. The word said, and again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. That means the distraction was so deep that they, the high was so heavy that they got used to and conditioned to living underneath the potential of oneness with the Father. So he went, he didn't even say nothing. He just saw them. He's like, he knew they were heavy. He's like, man, they're so, they're so tired. They have, so he's leaving them again. He went away and prayed the third time, saying the same verse three times. I believe, this, this is something I, I believe. I believe the third time, the first two times were for him. The third time I believe was for the disciples because he knew, man, they're going to have to not only see the cup, they're going to have to drink the cup. And Father, not only my will, I'm dealing with my will and I want to give you my will, God, but I want my disciples to give you their will. This is the way Hebrews puts this encounter with God and Jesus. Oh, I don't know if you feel this in your spirit this, today, but man, what I want you to get out of this Bible study is that when you get into your prayer closet, the number one prayer that's going to come out of you is Jesus' prayer. Not my will. Not the way I want to do things, God, but your will be done. God, I submit the feelings of the way I want to do things. There's so many people delusional. I mean, we've been lullabied by delusion and distraction of, oh, I got I to gotta find me. I got to find what makes me happy. I got to listen. Happiness is not the end result of Christianity. I'm going to say that again. I know some of you may get offended by that. Happiness is not the end result of Christianity. Would you be happy in the end? Yes, but it's not the end. The end result is oneness with the father. And some of us have been, have been listening to too much psychology, too much psychiatry, too much of the way it's telling us, oh, you got to be happy. You got to find what makes you happy. I got to find the people that makes me happy. I'm always going to, no, 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 no. Listen, this is not making Jesus happy right now. There's some things that you go, there's some processes that you're going to have to go in your life that are going to feel like, Luke says it this way. Luke said that he was sweating blood. He was so consumed with his feelings in the same of giving up his will that drops of blood was coming down his eye because there was a wrestling with the flesh. There was a wrestling and giving things up to see the greater glory of grace that was going to come on the earth. It's not all going to be pretty. It's not all going to be happy. God is not going to bring you around the same people that are always going to be dandy and then, oh, I'm going to surround myself with people that are light-minded. No, no, listen. Sometimes he's going to give you people that are, that, are, that are going to kill your flesh because your flesh needs to be killed in those areas. And without those people in your life, you still think you're your own God. You still think that you're the boss. You still think that you're king of your life. You still think that you can do whatever you want to do because it's my will. God's saying, no, 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 no. Oneness with God is submitting your will to him. Oneness with God is saying, God, I know you're giving me the power to have my own will, but I'm giving this thing right back to you because I don't want to will no power. I want you to be my power. Look at what Hebrews says this, and we're going to end with this. Hebrews interpretation says this, Hebrews 5, 7 to 10. In the days of his flesh, 
Jesus offered up prayers of supp and supplications with loud cries and tears to, who, to him who was able to save him from death. And he was hurt because of his reverence. Oh, if you can get this, listen to me, listen to me. Listen to what Jesus says here. Listen to what uh, the Hebrew writer says about Jesus, I meant to say. He says this. He says, in the day of his flesh, oh, my prayer is in the day of your flesh, in the day that God is asking you to submit your will, in the day of your flesh, Jesus offered prayers and supplication. We got to get back to prayer, our prayer closet. Listen, we're going to continue. You're going to hear us say this constantly as you listen, as you have your family listen to. The number one step, we, intimacy with the Father is crucial. We can't let go of that. Intimacy with the Father is crucial. It is, it is everything to the life of the believer. Intimacy with the Father is everything with the life of the believer. He said, with praise with loud cries, and, and sometimes we have to cry loud with tears unto him that was able to save him from the death. And he was heard because he reverenced, or the word there is because he feared, or because he knew who was asking him. It's the place of separation. It's separated. His reverence separated himself. The obedience that he had, he separated. He reverenced. He feared. He understood. The, the father is requiring some things from me, and he's my audience. And I got reverence towards him. And I have, I, I have oh, the submission to the king of kings, to the Lord, to the, to the one who sits on the throne. Be glory and majesty and honor. And Jesus understood this. And he said, you know what? I've reverenced him. And the word says, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to whole obey. Him being this designated by God as a high priest and after the order of Melchizedek, meaning he separated himself. Why? Because he understood my life is submitted to the king. My life is submitted to the father and I submit my will to him. And my prayer for you today is that you submit your will to God wholeheartedly. And as you get into prayer as you get into seeking the face of God, that you say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Why? Because I want your purpose, not my purpose. I want to fulfill your plan, not my plan. I want the world to see the hope of glory in me. I want to be the city on the hill that then when they see me, they see the Jesus in me and they see the oneness that we have in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and that we glorify the Father in everything that we do. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to continue next week. I pray that this has blessed your heart. I pray that you heard the sincerity of the word and more than anything, that you this, this, this pushes you, pushes you into a place of saying, I have to spend time with Jesus. I have to spend time with the Holy Spirit and I have to spend time with the Father. 
We love you. We bless you. Until next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.